Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Spooniepreneur podcast. I'm Nicole Neer, an online business manager living with fibromyalgia and bipolar disorder. On this podcast, I'm going behind the scenes in my business and talking to other Spooniepreneurs to get real about what it looks like to be an entrepreneur living with chronic illness to inspire you to start the business of your dreams, no matter what life throws your way. So a lot of my Spooniepreneur friends, we all have kind of stationary jobs. So for example, I'm an online business manager, so I sit at my desk or my bed or my favorite chair every day to do my work. But I know that there are Spooniepreneurs out there who are health coaches or personal trainers or who have another job that requires them to be really active. And so that's why I am so excited to be chatting with Andrea Kane today. Andrea is one of my favorite Spoonie entrepreneurs. She's amazing. And this interview is really going to make you laugh and it's really going to make you think. Andrea is a Pilates instructor, a massage therapist, and a coach living with rheumatoid arthritis. She is an absolutely amazing example of how you can build a business that relies on your body even when you're experiencing chronic health issues. I cannot wait for you to hear Andrea's take on how her condition affects her life, her relationships, and her business. So let's dive right in. Hey, everybody. I am here with Andrea Keene. How are you, Andrea? Lovely. How are you? I'm good. So let's start with just chatting about your health journey. What's, mm, what's going on with geez. you? Okay. I know, right? So, <laughs> like, oh, jumping right into it. Okay, <laughs> so this is 2019. So since December, so... Long story short, I guess since de- since 2010, um, it was about a six-month window where weird things were going on, like would wake up in the middle of the night and an arm would be numb. Or I, it was, and it all started in, in the middle of the night. It was all things in the night. Um, uh, a knee would go out in the middle of my walk, like just these weird Things started going on. And then I went on a trip by myself. And I remember I was doing water aerobics. And then my right arm just totally stopped moving altogether. And I remember thinking, oh, God, I'm glad I'm in the pool instead of the ocean because now I won't die. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) when I got back, go to the GP okay, it's probably work-related, you know, because I'm a massage therapist, uh, did the PT, didn't really get better, sends me to an orthopedic surgeon, he puts me on a seven-day pack of prednisone, everything clears up, so I'm like, oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Eighth day, can't move. Um, <laughs> so everything was not good, and he said, just very matter-of-factly, I was 36, seven. He's like, you're going to have to go to a rheumatologist. And all I knew about a rheumatologist was it was an old people doctor is what <laughs> I thought. So, right? So I start crying in his office. And I'm like, what? Um, I go, you know, UCSD. I see a fellow who had no bedside manner. Mm. And she just says, are you done having, this is exact, are you done having kids? Because we're going to have to put you on methotrexate. And uh-huh. I'm, and I just start crying. And I'm like, what? hello? Like, 
I come in here because my arm is numb and now, I mean, I was done with kids, but, and that's, that was the start of my journey. That was my diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis and it was awful and horrible. You know, it's for the first two years because nobody really explained what it, what it meant that this is a forever thing. (laughs) I thought I could take these drugs. I could do a few things and, you know, things would get better and it, it wasn't, um, I didn't get any info, you know, I didn't get a why I didn't get any information. So I, 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 this was probably two years of taking anywhere between 80 to hundred milligrams of prednisone a day. Uh, just so I could get up and, you know, still go to work and mostly function and, and sulfasalazine. I decided to take all the pills first before the, um, uh, the, you know, the injectables. And it was just awful. It was awful. The, the first really two years were just awful. Um, a lot of self-education, um, trying to find forums, and then not finding, like, my support on the forums, right? Because I, I didn't really want to talk about how awful it is. Like, I already know how awful um, it is. I really wanted... I wanted to know there was another side, like, okay, maybe it's awful right now, but, you know, mm-hmm. maybe there's something I could do or, you know, something that would not make it as awful later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's been, a, it's been, it's been an interesting journey, but I will say it's, I'm way better than I was at, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Way better, way better. So what is something that people seem to misunderstand about RA? Uh, what's the, but you're so young. Right. And then, you know, I don't have a poker face, so I probably do just, uh, <laughs> so, and I know it's coming from a place of, you know, concern, but yeah, that's the, that's the, or, or the, oh God, yeah, my toe hurts. Like, that's awesome. Like, I would love for just one toe to hurt. Like, you know, nothing against osteoarthritis or anything where just, you know, one or two things hurt. But, you know, now I've come to a very quick, like, that's awesome that your toe hurts. But what I have is, you know, a degenerative inflammatory condition that literally affects me head to toe, organs, bones, ligaments, muscles, and all the joints. And then I get the, oh, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, not your toe, um, not your toe. And it's lifetime and no rhyme or reason. You know, you could go to bed awesome and just sleep nothing else and wake up and you've got, you know, like a currently right now. So I've got <laughs> my brace on cause something weird's going on with the thumb that wasn't there yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right. Like right. I yep. went to my rheumatologist yesterday cause both of my shoulders were hurting and my left foot was hurting. Now I wake up left foot's not hurting, but the right thumb, it, you know, it's like, <laughs> Oh, Okay, well, this and that's every day. Like every day, mm-hmm. you I put my feet down, and it's like, oh, okay, what's gonna work? What's not gonna work? What, uh, you know, what what are we doing yep. this morning? Um, 
And I think that's the biggest thing is people think, because arthritis is in the word, mm-hmm. that, that that is an age-related, activity-related, if you just take this turmeric and honey drink every morning-related. Right. Um, <laughs> or, or if you go on this diet or you this diet stretching thing, yeah. Or, or read this book. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I say that in jest, but I mean, I have made lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. And for me, I hear other people may have different, but it's just a variable of pain. It's mm-hmm. never since, you know, the summer of 2010, I have never been completely pain free. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, are we at two or are we at 200? Because yeah. 10 is not really no, it's <laughs> on the list. And there's just never a time that I don't have pain. And I, and because I am active, it, it's like everything doesn't work for people who have in their mind what a disabled or otherly abled person should be look like or act Mm -hmm. um and then there's me not wanting to be in the box that you know you not you but that you assign what you think you know like i have a disabled placard Mm -hmm. um and i use it Mm -hmm. um and i used to feel really bad about using it because i'm like well i don't have a wheelchair i don't have a until what happened? I went into like, whatever, a store. And then on the way out, I used to have problems, knock on wood, hasn't happened, but literally my knees would just lock. Mm -hmm. And then you're kind of like a, like a mime. You're just stuck Mm -hmm. where you are kind of shuffling along a wall or something. And, and, but again, right? Like I don't have a cane. I don't have a wheelchair. I don't look disabled. Um, and when that happened, because I didn't want to be shamed or what take what I thought was an actual disabled, I had parked way the heck. So it took me and literally I'm, I'm shuffling along and dragging my foot. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm not going to be shamed into parking. You know, if I do feel like I feel good, I may park not in the hand but I don't feel bad about using it anymore. No. Yeah. I think that's the big myth a lot of people have where they'll say, well, my back hurts. I have arthritis in my back. I don't have a placard. Okay. Well I do, you know, (laughs) like I'm not going to argue levels of pain. It's, it's not a competition. I think so many times people think that it is like my pain has to be worse than your pain. It's, it's not a competition at all. Yeah. And, and, and like some justification and I've had, I did have some really angry confrontations, uh, in the beginning. Usually it was, well, no, it was a man and a woman. And I just, I'm like, I just got to the point. I'm like, I'm not arguing with you. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to participate. And, you know, I, I, and I walk away and now I must either, you know, this thing around me because nobody knock on wood has bothered me in a really long time um and i remember even in the i would i would 
like put on like more of a limp. And then yeah. it was funny <laughs> because uh, when I think I'm not limping, like clients will go, oh, you're limping. And so I'm like, well, screw it then. I'm not going to put on a limp every day when I limp. So <laughs> all right, this is a thing. So yeah, the, the silly things we do to, to justify what we know is a disability, but so that other people will feel, I don't know, more that you're like, it, yeah. And it's like, you look sick. So then you feel like you can own those feelings without having to justify it. It's, I, I've been there, done that. So tell me about your business. Okay. So it's funny too, because so I'm a, I'm a body worker, I'm a massage therapist, I'm an esthetician, and I'm a Pilates instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the beginning, I was just a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. And I, I opened my business in uh, 2008 from my house. And then in 2009, the fall is when I actually put my name on a lease and got my own place. Mm-hmm. And then as luck would have it, six months later, I'm in the set, Right. And I just remember at the end of that year, I, I, it was Christmas time and I was fully booked and, and then I had to cancel everybody for two weeks because my knees had literally, both of them had blown up to the size of like small grapefruits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could not move. I could not move. I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. And my right hand, I used to have a picture. It looked like a baseball mitt. Mm-hmm. Like it was so swollen. Um, and it's funny because everybody goes, wait, you have arthritis and you do massage, like you do right. all this active stuff. Right. Um, and I, my thought these years later, almost 10 years later now is that I think the body work has been my, uh, physical therapy, um, and my, men- my mental therapy, because I had something to do. I had something to do, and it was physical, and I just wasn't going to let, well, as it is, me defeat me, because, right, autoimmune is you attacking your own self. Yep. And I just wasn't, I just mentally, I don't know, I just couldn't let it go, which is probably why I was on, like, 100 milligrams of prednisone, because I you know, needed to go to work. Otherwise, I don't know what I mentally would have done. And then I added the other two things because I thought I wouldn't have much life left in my hands because of the RA. So I added the the esthetician and the Pilates. And then, so now it's like kind of a, it's just a a multidimensional, it's all wellness and they all feed into each other. And it just, it all, it all works. And I, and I tell my clients, I'm not like, a, um, I don't pretend, right? Like, um, and then most of my Pilates clients are, you know, 45 to 75. Mm-hmm. And some have autoimmune, some, you know, some are age-related, some are, but it's, it's nice because I don't, I don't, I get, it's like I accidentally specialized, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, in people who have issues and people who who have even just age related issues like men- menopausal issues. Mm-hmm. And so where they don't feel comfortable in their body and they get that I get it, mm-hmm. even though I'm just perimenopausal right now. Um, so it has strangely worked 
to, to my benefit um, <laughs> to, to do all this. And for my mind, it has, it has, it has worked. Um, and there's things I can't do, but it doesn't stop me. And it's been cool to get feedback. Like, you know, clients will go, oh, you're limping. And I'm like, hello, I've got RA. And they'll, often they're like, I forget that you, <laughs> you know, yes. you know, you're just, you're just doing things. And, um, you know, I have to say before I forget, I, after nine years in March, I no longer take prednisone. Nice. I was able to come off it. But it's funny when I saw my rheumatologist yesterday and, you know, you go over your list of medications. Yeah. It's like all of them. I'm like, okay, well, I don't take that, but I want to keep it on my list just in case. Okay, well, I don't take that, but I want to keep it on my list just in case, yeah. right? Because they keep taking away, you know, insurance keeps taking away what we can have. Right. So I, I don't want to have to justify it later on. So I'm like, just keep it, keep it on my list. But yeah, that was huge. I had, I had probably the last five or six years been down to like five to seven milligrams mm-hmm. of a day. And then I was getting around three to five. And then one day I forgot to take it for three days. <laughs> and you don't, I don't know if you've taken, pre- but you don't forget to take, like, even if you forget, like your body's like, can't walk, remind you to take yeah. the prednisone. And it's been, it's been, a, it's been crazy because it's, it's like PTSD of your condition. Mm. Can't be yeah. fully 100% happy. It's like 80 or 90 because you're still waiting for that flare that you just, you know, has probably got to be on the horizon. Yeah. I think that regardless of what kind of chronic illness you have, even when you're feeling good, you always are, you, you know that it's not if, it's when. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's a weird, it's a, it's a, it's weird. And you know, when I go on forums, it is, it's people go, you know, you, people don't understand. And I don't think most generally healthy people get that part to me. That's the, Mm -hmm. that's the kind of mentally damaging part Mm -hmm. that even when you feel good, I'm always like, it's like, oh, I feel good. Ooh, what's going to happen? You know, it's like, it's true. Like, hmm, there must be something else that's going to go wrong. And I think I'm pretty positive, but it's kind of, you know, yeah, like yesterday, like I said, like I go to the doctor about my foot. Now my foot's better, but my thumb's not. You know what I mean? Like there's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's always something. And and even though I say it's always something, I still am positive because I have struggled to maintain perspective mm-hmm. because it, it can always be worse, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and I wouldn't say I'm normally positive, but that summer that, that I was having that initial pain, mm-hmm. I had two clients, and I'm not religious, but I do you know, spirituality and the universe, whatever you, Mm -hmm. and I'm really quick to go down the rabbit hole. If Mm -hmm. that, you know, the rabbit, I think all of us know the rabbit hole. Oh yeah. And that summer, 
I had a lot of end of life clients of just mm. different things. And I've never had another summer like that. So mm-hmm. in my mind, I feel like that was the universe saying, just in case, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a woman who was end of life with MS. And then I had a guy who was two years into his ALS mm-hmm. diagnosis. And I saw him every week from June to October. Mm-hmm. And by the time October came, you know, his assistant had to roll him in and we would put him on the massage table. Mm -hmm. And he, both of them actually, she did too. She was dying and we would talk about how, I always weep, I'm sorry. She would come in all made up, Mm -hmm. have her makeup on and we would do 30 minute sessions. And she would say, I can't really feel you, but I want to just remember, right? Mm. And I remember just like how, like, and she would tell, you know, how MS would work. She would essentially smother. Mm -hmm. And so I remember like, so why do you come here with the makeup? And she's like, what else? Like, what else? Mm -hmm. Like, if I can't at least look good what else do I have Mm. right and I thought that was so weird I was like what you know whatever makes you feel like you know right as we do when we don't have perspective right and then he was the same way I started to hang out with him and we'd go to dinner and I would help him eat and it's one night when I took him back to his house and his mother and ex-mother-in-law was there and he same thing like the things I don't know what well, if it's too explicit, but he would say he just wished he could have one more chance to masturbate <laughs> because he would, he said, you just don't appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Oh my God, like, yeah, because he couldn't use his hands by that time. Right. You know, yeah. it, he just, he couldn't feel, he couldn't. And you think what? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and he would take, he would have all these pills he would have to take. And it was just like, wow. Okay. And then two months later I'm diagnosed. And I remember Mm -hmm. I kept going, well, you know, at least I can still do this. At least I could still do that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, sometimes people go, it's, you know, it's not a competition. And I, it wasn't a competition, but I'm like, this sucks. Like there were, I remember, crawl having to literally crawl on one knee because the other knee was so painful to go to the bathroom and then like having to kind of push myself up on the toilet and then sit there and yell to have my husband help me get and you're just like what like this is my life right like two months ago I was walking and oblivious and and now I'm crawling around my house on not even hands and knees because my hands and my wrists and my knees don't work. Mm-hmm. And it's just that quickly with no rule book, with no guidance, everything changes. And it's always been just a perspective to me that I'm glad they came into my life to show me that even in the worst of it, you still have to find something. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what I've strived to always do. 
not the like pretend smile. Like I don't do a pretend smile, right? but it, you know, it's like, it could be worse. And even when it's bad, I would say, well, I'm not going to smother to death, you know, and everything mm-hmm. probably is not going to shut down around me while, while my mind is still there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it has sucked. It has sucked so bad. But having that little bit of perspective and having those beautiful people who showed me that you can still live even though you know your life is coming to an end, mm-hmm. it, just, it just totally transformed what I, what I know I, I did not have. Mm-hmm. I did not have that kind of I, that perspective. I think without them, I would have been in a totally different place. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm forever grateful. Um, I'm forever grateful. And I don't, I, even when they were, t- you know, even when I was with them, I didn't appreciate it. And, mm-hmm. and then it really was when that awful little fellow was like, Oh, are you planning on having children? <laughs> oh yeah. It was like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, that day of diagnosis, whatever it is, is it's a it's a distinctive before diagnosis and then after mm-hmm. so you were an entrepreneur doing massage before you got sick and then obviously you had this transition where you had to reshape your business everything so what adaptations have you made in your business to accommodate your illness? Well, like I said, I added the skincare um, because standing had been difficult Mm -hmm. because I could shuffle around my table. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I went to esthetician school. And then when I thought using my hands would not be kosher, I did my Pilates training, which was kind of funny because I, at the time, well, I am 4'11", regardless. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I was at my heaviest, I was about 225, 230. And so I was doing all these yoga trainings, the Pilates (laughs) training. He's like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to skinny hate. So I'll simply say, more fit appearing women mm-hmm. who were so snotty to me, mm-hmm. um, not knowing anything about me or my background. It was just like, like not coming right and right out and saying it, but it was like, well, the fat girl, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's not yeah, yeah. like, mm, I would say something and, the, and I'd get the, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, I, I had never had a, such continual dismissal mm. of me based on just appearance mm-hmm. as I did in my various yoga and Pilates training. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, and I still think, it was twofold. It was, 
and these people are going to teach people <laughs> to be comfortable <laughs> about their body. Yeah. And you're wholly dismissing me with the one with the once over. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I always would think, so then if you've got somebody, so I guess if you're not a size two, four, or six, okay. Um, and it was just, it was, uh, yeah. Um, so the accommodations I made were the extra schooling that I took because I thought I would be fully, fully disabled. Mm-hmm. And I'm not as yet. And the accommodations would be to just make sure that, like, on my website, everywhere. I, people know I've got rheumatoid arthritis, and mm-hmm. I explain what that is. Because somewhere along the line of well-meaning but stupid statements, because mm-hmm. there are such things as stupid statements and questions, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I decided I wasn't going to hide. I wasn't going to pretend, you know, um, and and in that way, I wouldn't have ignorant clients. Yeah, that I wouldn't have to. And 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 I have to say, it totally changed how I do business. Mm-hmm. So if I find you offensive, like when a new client comes in, I mm-hmm. I say, and I get looks, and I can hear it on the phone. But I say, we'll do one session, and then I'll see if I like you, and then you see if you like me, because I'm not going to get stuck with some ignorant person um, Mm -hmm. who's like, oh, well, um, I'm trying to maybe lose weight and I'm not sure. (laughs) Like, I don't have to give you my whole list of whatever my issues are because you either, you either trust that I can help you or Mm -hmm. you won't. But if you're going to come in with an attitude based on looks and not ask me questions, like we're not going to get on. So I think having this condition has made me an overall more confident and better person and a more confident and better entrepreneur. I know it's strange. I feel like, like my acupuncturist would tell me, it was almost as if you were meant to get this. And I'm like, I get what you're saying, but you but, know, but I'm no. sure I could have got here without <laughs> it. But, um, so, but I will say it, I have found myself I have found a strength that before that I only found, you know, doing drugs or alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's weird to have had such a history with drugs and alcohol. And then like yesterday, I asked my doctor, I go, okay, look, like I'm taking one Advil and one half of Vicodin a day. I really don't want to keep taking. And then inside I'm laughing because I'm like, oh my God, like (laughs) all the drugs I did in my twenties and I'm all, okay, I only want to take like one ad, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, yeah, you just, it, it, it changed, but that's the accommodations I make because I don't want to deal with an ignorant person. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really made me stand up for myself just across the board mm-hmm. and I had not I had not really found that same strength before it was always more reactive mm-hmm. instead of just this internal like let me tell you what I get through every day to be here so I'm not putting mm-hmm. up with your bs like that, you know it's like <laughs> I do not have to put up with this like I got my own body fighting against me I do yeah. not need to have you and it's just I think that's where I have found that happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, 
strangely. So like I said, I wish I could have found it without having this condition, but I mean, this is our journey, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice would you give somebody who's living with chronic illness, who is thinking about becoming an entrepreneur? Wow. How much time we got? Um, (laughs) I, Do what you can. Mm. Like, like I, like I was supposed to be doing these exercise videos, mm-hmm. but I've been really fatigued. Mm-hmm. And you can't really exercise when you're fatigued. <laughs> and so I sit to myself sometimes, like, should I be doing exercise videos? Right? Like, mm-hmm. I have a condition. Mm-hmm. And then I come around and I go, well, yeah, because some days I have energy. Mm-hmm. So on those days, I'll record whatever amount I can and, you know, put them in the can. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would say be realistic, but don't use your condition as a reason to give up. Yes. You know, like mm-hmm. I had a friend who we it's a RA's like Mm -hmm. and and you know we're all on our different journey and I remember those times where I did withdraw because you do you have depression you have anxiety PTSD all the things and I did withdraw I didn't do anything social I didn't because I can agree in the morning and then in the afternoon, I can't move. Mm-hmm. So I was turning into that person who always had to, but then I like, she would not, she would do the event mm-hmm. and then suffer. Yeah. Right. And so I'd always think, well, then why don't you just cancel? Mm-hmm. And she said she didn't want to cancel because she didn't want to not stop living. Mm-hmm. So I think you just have to, you have to know or find what's really going to work for you. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I'm not going to agree to a social event that's going to drain me for the next week or two weeks. Right. Because that's how it had been back then. Like Mm -hmm. I could stay out late and by late, I mean six or seven Late, late, like I know, six or seven, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm Cinderella. Yeah. So know what you can do and give yourself a break if what you thought you could do doesn't end up being what you can do. Because mm-hmm. there's always to, there's always tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Most, most in most cases, there's always tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, in some way, be honest with the people that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And again, not, not so it's an excuse, but so they understand if 
you know, in the morning you feel great and in the afternoon you can't move or, you know, you can't type or you can't go to the event because all of the 20 pairs of shoes that you have to accommodate your different issues don't work, you know. Right. I don't even ha have cute shoes. I got like four pair, different pairs of sneakers to accommodate whatever is going on with. I mean, the other day I wore a size eight on one foot and a size seven on the other foot because I have, I buy the same style, but different that sizes. smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I'd say, you know, un get as much understanding of your condition and start to track what is your, what is your normal pattern? Mm-hmm right? Like I used to be an evening person. Now I'm not. So I changed my work schedule. Right. I'm pretty good in the morning after five, not so much. Right. So if you're going to do your own thing, you know, mazel tov, don't start. I would say get, get the pattern of your condition and then do something that allows you to be excellent in whatever window that you're most excellent. Mm -hmm. You know, it's don't do things that you have to do in the evening. If the evening is when you're down. Yeah. Cause you're setting yourself up for failure mm -hmm. or, and or burnout and it's not going to work. I think that would be my best advice. Like, don't give up on your dr dreams. I don't think I could work for a company because I have, well, I used to have too many days out. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I also have migraines. Mm -hmm. And that can be really defeating if you, yeah, if you're never able to accomplish your goals, but if you start small, instead of this big grand thing <laughs> and, and then work up to whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It also makes your soul feel better because you'll have those accomplishments mm -hmm. because you're working within your, your zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be, that would be my advice. Don't necessarily go big or go home. Mm -hmm. go small and work with your work with what your body can do because your body can do amazing things you know even if it's just an hour or two <laughs> right you know don't don't sign up to be a boxing coach if maybe <laughs> right. you've got fibro you know what i mean <laughs> like we have that's that pre-diagnosis versus mm -hmm. post-diagnosis we what did I just tell somebody on Wednesday? You know, I get a lot of people who used to, that's what they say. I used to. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, what do you, what do you do, do right. currently? Yes. That's what's most important. And I think that's that mental shift. Mm -hmm. So don't talk about how you used to be able to work 12 hour shifts. You can't work 12 hour shifts. So what can you do? within your three or four hours of good time. Mm -hmm. And I, I know for me, I had to start tracking where my, my energy was the best. And it is not after five o'clock. 
So, but definitely don't give up. Don't, you know, don't, don't give up. Even if your body is failing you, you know, there's so much more available even, even now, even just to, you know, I was Walker shopping 10 years ago mm-hmm. and I don't need a Walker now. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that can happen that can assist you to keep, keep you moving towards your, your dream. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I, if I couldn't be an entrepreneur, I have already said that it's too late. I would just, I guess I would file for disability and give it up if I, <laughs> if I could have that. I don't have another option because, mm-hmm. you know, if I have to cancel because I've got a migraine or I've got a flare, it's literally me laying in bed, usually at five o'clock going, okay, y'all, I've got a flare, I've got a migraine, I'm not making it. Mm-hmm. And because they all know, every one of my, cl- they're like, oh, you know, whatever, honey, take care of yourself. Let me know if you need to cancel for tomorrow. Like it's not a, mm-hmm. there's no shame. There's no, because I've always been honest with them and letting them know hey, I'm good today. I'm usually good, but some days it's not going to be. And if that's going to be a problem, you know, then you might want to find somebody else. Yep. So, and I know that's hard. That's hard. I know for a lot of people, they want to maybe try to keep their condition Mm -hmm. private. I feel like there's a line that you can walk between sharing about your condition and keeping some things to yourself too. I feel like, I feel like for me at least that, um, you know, I'm a virtual assistant. And so I don't necessarily disclose up front that I have an illness, but I will share if it interferes with my ability to do their task or if I'm sick that day, because the nature of my work doesn't mean that I really need to, because I'm not doing something okay. super physical like you. Um, so I feel okay. like there's, there's a line there and I feel like it's such a personal thing too. Wouldn't you agree? For sure. Yeah. Do you, but do, now I'm not to interview you, but uh-huh. do you, <laughs> I mean, do you work on deadlines or? We do. I mean, we work on deadlines for sure, but as long as I get things done before the deadline, it doesn't matter when I'm doing it or how I'm doing it. And that's the way I've set up my business so that it's not a big deal. So it accommodates you around. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. So that's, the, that's essentially, thank you. It just, that's essentially it work. Mm-hmm. You get to work with your condition, work with your condition yes. instead of, yeah, doing something that's totally gonna maybe mm-hmm. not be the best thing for you and your condition and, or the progression of your condition. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we all have some things that progress or may not progress. Um, Yeah. For me, because I'm one-on-one with my people. I, yeah, I had, I had, but if I were virtual, that God, that'd be amazing. (laughs) Like you know, like that would be, that would be amazing. Cause there's at least some time during the 24 hour cycle where most days that I can get stuff done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. and that's the, what I'm trying to eventually do is to shift to online. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't mind. I mean, I, I love my people and I don't mind what I do. But I definitely, you know, I'll be 46 this year, and that's not old. But I just, you know, there'd be some days where I, you know, I just did arrange my work schedule now, so I don't 
get up extremely early mm-hmm. and work extremely late. And that was scary because mm-hmm. I had been a 12 hour type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I have more energy because I'm not working 12 and 14 hour days. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody, well, not everybody, some people were mad, but whatever. And, and that's, sh- <laughs> and that's, sh- you know what? And that showed me again, like, okay, well that's you. That's not like, if you don't, that was a definite, like, okay, Felicia. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I just would, I would hate for somebody to have a condition and not, follow through with their dream because of the condition. Yes. Yeah, that would be sad. You know, I, I'm, I'm going on my first international trip in 17 years this fall. Yay! Because I haven't gone mm-hmm. because of my condition. Mm-hmm. And I have a client who has MS pretty advanced and then just got told she has some kind of cancer. It's off. So we're talking on Monday and I said, okay, so you, I said, this is the first time I've gone. And she's like, I want to know everything about your trip mm. because she's afraid to travel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was afraid. I was afraid because it was on a trip where on my way back from this trip, I was in the Bahamas. I couldn't put my, I couldn't, I, that was it. That's as much as I got. Mm-hmm. I couldn't move. So I couldn't put anything overhead. I couldn't. And I was so ashamed. And I remember feeling ashamed and embarrassed that my arm didn't work because mm-hmm. I, it was just, yeah, that weird, that's yeah. And I told her, I said, it's funny. I'm going on this trip. Like I'm going, I've paid, I upgraded, you know, I'm going first class so that I can have a bed because I can't sit for 12 hours and then yeah. try to move after like, that's not going to happen. Um, and I've got nice hotels, not to have nice hotels, but on the, in case I can't move, I want to be <laughs> in a pretty place <laughs> where I can have somebody bring me food because yeah. I can at least shuffle to a door yeah. as opposed to having to search for food. And it was so amazing to talk to somebody who, like, both of us were sitting at my seat and we were both like, because oh, we got like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I probably would, I mean, yeah, I, it's like, I, if I when I say I'm flying first class or I've got these nice hotels, people go, "Oh, shushi. and I'm like, "No, mm-hmm. it's because I'm broken, <laughs> like, and I have no shame to that broken. Mm-hmm. So I have waited and saved because the first thing I thought when I got this diagnosis was that mm-hmm. I'll never be able to travel again. Mm-hmm. And I loved traveling. And so it's the same thing for being an entrepreneur or having your own business. Like that's that pre goal that doesn't have to go. Mm -hmm. It just has to shift. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you always wanted to have your business, but then you've got whatever, some autoimmune and yeah, things aren't the same and you're stuck in the, well, I used to, used to, you can be on that used to treadmill forever. Mm-hmm. At some point, it has to get to, okay, well, this is what I used to do, but this is what I'm able to do. Mm-hmm. And it starts to be where that used to doesn't even become part of your vocabulary. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what I started to do. I, when I would, in my head, go, well, I used to, and okay, and then I go, okay, so I used to have a list in my bathroom of like, okay, but what am I able to do? I love that. Because you're, you're, your mind only goes to the places that you tell it to go. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly talking about what you used to do before your diagnosis, you're never going to move forward. And so now it's like, I'm trained positive. Like I don't, like when I hear a client go, I used to, I'm on, automatically out of my mouth. It's like, okay, well I used to have an 18 inch waist too. Yeah. Look at that. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like what do you currently, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, I couldn't fly. I mean, maybe I could have, but I was afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I didn't want to flare up. I, there were, I, I thought, oh my God, there's so much that walking you have to do. Like there's mm-hmm. just, and so that's what I mean, the small. If you start thinking about all the big, it's okay, you're just going to give up. But mm-hmm. if you just think, okay, well, here's the little things I can do. Mm-hmm. And you start asking yourself better questions. Yeah. You know, so if you say, well, I used to want to do this. And like you said, well, you're a virtual assistant, so you can do, Mm because that's what you're able to do. Mm -hmm. And so then, yeah, when you start focusing on what you can do, it's like better questions come. So instead of, oh, well, I used to be, okay, well, here's what I can. And then, okay, well, these are the things I can do. And now what things can support that Mm -hmm. and still make me an entrepreneur and be able to have my own business. Mm -hmm. But you can't get there if you're still stuck you know, over here. It's true. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> oh, two of them. <laughs> yeah. I saw the one that I tore. So I think that's the most important. If you're, if you want, if you used to want to be an entrepreneur, then be an entrepreneur, but be an entrepreneur who can look at what you're able to do and then be adjustable. Because if you're only focusing on what you used to do with the body that you used to have, with the mind and the thought, then you, it's, it's not going to work. I never thought I would be a Pilates instructor. That wasn't even on my radar. Like, I, I would, yeah. But I think, well, it fits and it works and it's amazing. And I, I accidentally found my passion. So before we wrap up, is there anything that I should have asked but didn't? Should have. Well, you didn't ask my pant size, which is awesome. Uh, (laughs) um, No, I think, one, thank you for having me on because it's as you know, it's been a weird journey and I always tell people, but that is life, right? Like if everything were predictable, like how kind of boring would that be? Again, I don't necessarily need this level of unpredictability, but, um, I I think I hate to say, I don't hate to say, but having our A and this ridiculously painful chronic condition has made me a better person. 
strangely enough. Yeah. I have more empathy. I, I care more deeply. Mm-hmm. It has made me a better person. Yeah, like strangely enough, because not that I didn't care. I always have, like, I've always volunteered and all that, you know, mm-hmm. since I was like 13. But when you have such tremendous pain and you can still wake up and you can go outside and you can appreciate the blue skies and the green grass and the smell the sky makes before lightning. Mm. It's like you do, or I have, like I was saying, I start to appreciate what I have Mm -hmm. instead of what I don't have because I don't have it. So why am I focused on it? Mm -hmm. You know, I, and for years, and I mean, I remember I had these, whatever, six inch heels and I refused to take them out of the closet. Mm-hmm. And it took about four years before I realized I had to throw away all my shoes or give away all of my shoes. Mm-hmm. And, and because I was stuck in used to. Right. And I think some of us get stuck Mm-hmm. And we don't, we either have, if we have partners, I think it's sometimes difficult living with a person with chronic pain because you don't mm-hmm. know how to best support them. Yes. Do you coddle? Do you understand, uh, but can it be too understanding so that we never grow? I think a partner is maybe a little stuck. Mm -hmm. So unless we find some inner something, Mm -hmm. it's really easy to stay stuck. Mm -hmm. It is. So I love that you have this. Because I know when I was looking, it's so easy to find all the forums where everybody just complains. Yes. It is. And my, I remember looking after a while going, okay, where are the people who have conditions but are still living? Yes. So I'm really glad that you're here and that you have this because if you're stuck, you it's nice to see what's over the rainbow, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, wait, they have set, And you can still be negative. Like, I've totally run into those people too, right? Like, yeah. I've had people who have RA and who come in all snarky at me. They're like, oh, well, I'm not able to. Okay, you know, I'm not. I just announced that I have it because you have it. Like, I was simply right. sharing. And I don't need to share. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, whatever it is, you know? And, and. But I think for people who want to know that there's life, that there's still a life to be had, even though you have whatever it is with chronic pain, with, with these weird outlooks, mm-hmm. I think it's amazing that you're here and you have what you have and you showcase that 
you can still live productive lives on your own terms. And I think that's important to have that presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not so much a question for me, but more of a like, thank you for being here. Thank you for showing that, yeah, like it sucks, whatever it is that we have, but you don't have to give up your dreams and you don't have to give up living. You just have to adjust the life you thought you were going to have, but you still have a life. And mm-hmm. so it should be, it should be a life that is, you know, well lived just with adjustments and maybe not as cute shoes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had the, that pair of shoes too. And it's like, oh, <laughs> but to their credit though, they have been making cuter orthopedic friendly shoes. So yeah. it was not too awful, but so. yeah, not too, it's not like from the eighties where it was those <laughs> shoes with the two Velcro straps. Yeah. They come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> come a long way but I, th- I thank you this is I'm glad you're here That's, when I saw it I was like <gasps> positivity with with the condition like this is awesome so because I'm all for it like it's so easy to go down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. you know I don't need a friend in the rabbit hole I need Mm-mm. somebody at the top going okay that's that's enough of that yes <laughs> you know? absolutely so, Andrea, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, on the interwebs. Well, I'll give out my ins- uh, my Instagram because um, mm-hmm. I, I I liked there. I have two. I'm uh, either that Andrea Kane, all mm-hmm. one word, or uh, get Pilates strong, and there will be those two S's in the middle. And the Pilates is like whatever. It's all motivational stuff on either side. Um, that Andrea Kane is. You know, I have a business podcast and kind of motivational for people who are trying to start a wellness business. Mm-hmm. And then the Get Pilates Strong is on the other side um, with, yeah, mostly Pilates functional fitness mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, health at every size type of motivation. Amazing. The Instagram is the, the place. Yes. This has been an amazing conversation. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Oh, thank you. I do. I thank you for, uh, for having me. And again, thank you for being here. You need more, more spoony positive instead of, you know, spoony complaints. The complaints are valid, but we have to be able to move on Mm -hmm. to the living. So true. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Spooniepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, recommend, rate, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. To find show notes and to get connected to our community of Spooniepreneurs, go to www.theresilientva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.